This is Government Gone Digital. I'm Dana Birchman, Chief Digital Officer here in Gilbert, Arizona, and I'm here today with three amazing teammates of mine, I'm Jennifer Alvarez and Derek Konofalski from our digital government team, and then a very special guest, Haley Paul from our water conservation team. So as I mentioned in previous podcasts, I believe that we operate very much like an agency, very different than what you'll see in other cities as far as communications departments go. And we really focus on servicing all the departments across the organization with all of their communications and marketing needs. So Haley and her team have been one of the groups that we've been able to work with and I think have found some great success to help enhance their marketing and branding efforts. So we wanted to talk with you, Haley, about what your team has been able to accomplish in regards to marketing and branding. So talk to us a little bit about what your team's outreach efforts look like and how you've worked with our team. I know you work specifically with Jen and Derek quite a bit um, to build and grow your following. Yeah, yeah. So Gilbert Water Conservation, we're often the you know, the face of Gilbert for a lot of homeowners that don't normally interact maybe with Gilbert. So we get a lot of high water use complaints or worried about their high high bill. So we need to make sure that our brand is clear and that we're out there for the, the resident to know that we're here. So we do a ton of stuff. Um, we need to have our, our marketing be streamlined and cohesive. And so when I came here about four years ago, which is crazy, uh, you know, stepped right into this communications team that was just amazing and responsive and helpful and edit, you know, helped me edit and streamline things. And so it was really great to be able to kind of take what we had been doing as a Gilbert Water Conservation team and give it a facelift, give it an update. And um, the team just from Zara with the, the graphic designing to Derek with some really innovative programs that we did that we can talk about. Um, and then Jen, obviously, helping us kind of be our, our editor and what are what is our message? What are we trying to say? Just helping me hone those messages was really, really helpful. And I have to say, Haley, when you came on board, we were excited because you got it. It doesn't happen very often that we were able to work, especially four years ago, with people who actually get the importance of marketing, of branding, of being innovative and finding creative ways to reach our residents and their customers. And you got it. And it was so refreshing. And we love, to this day, working with you and your team because you um, – utilize the resources that we have for you, whether it's from social media or working with Derek with some, you know, website apps, um, or we're even working with Zara on helping uh, with some graphic design. I mean, we still work with each other to this day, and it, it's always the, a great, you guys are great to work with. Yeah, it's the whole infrastructure, I think. So being able to come here and, you know, I, I, I saw a need for my team that, okay, I need to, you know, help get us out there in the world a little bit more and we were doing certain things like you know movie theater ads right you know there was a giant chunk of money for movie theater advertising. I want to talk about that okay I think that this is really important I love to hear you say that thank you that's such a nice compliment and when I'm out talking to other cities who want to do what we're doing kind of create a more digital communications department they oh I always say you need to look for big wins that you can showcase and then once your departments see the value that you provide them, almost like an agency, like we said, then they're in. And then they start saying, oh, I get it now. I see the win. So you were really one of our first kind of customers that came and saw success with what you guys did. And so, and I still think this applies across the organization in any department, is thinking about some of those old school ways, those out there that still send a lot of mailers or flyers or do the movie theater ads could think differently about the way they're trying to reach their customers. So talk to us a little bit about what you did with the ads specifically to try something different. 
Yeah, so we had, you know, like like you guys had said, um, the movie theater ads in the past, and I kind of was looking at the budget, and I was looking at how much we were spending on that, and then I was thinking about, you know, well, what if we tried to break this up into multiple campaigns and try something new? And so I worked with Jen, and we thought, well, uh, $20 on Facebook goes a really long way, and we could do way more than $20. So we, sp- we split it up. So we had various campaigns, right? We have, we have so many different offerings, and so instead of showcasing one thing in the movie theater for, what, six, eight weeks, not knowing what your ROI is, not knowing who's seeing it, not knowing how they're interacting with it, to switch to social media ads where they're already on the phone or the computer, the link to learn more is right there. You know, you, you're just there. It's just so much easier. You don't have to remember. What was that hyperlink? Uh, what was that? I uh, can't tell you how many oh. times that's happened to me. <laughs> yeah. right. I go to the movies. You see the thing. They give you the link. And, you know, you, you can't have your phone out. So it's not like you can take a note of, like, right. what the thing is because everybody's going to yell at you or whatever. Right. And you leave the theater and it's like, oh, crap. I forgot mm-hmm. what that link well, was. Well, you sit through a two-hour movie. Yeah, and yeah. You forget yeah, exactly. about it that you even exactly. saw that yeah. ad. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. I think it just was really nice because it let us break up this giant chunk of money into smaller chunks. And then we could try stuff. Mm-hmm. That was a cool thing, too. Is like, well, you can see analytics. And so you can kind of say, well, that didn't work. Or Facebook rejected our static ad because it has too many words okay let's try something different (laughs) so it really let us try things too and the movie theater ads weren't working right you weren't getting you weren't really filling your classes so tell us what happened when Mm -hmm. you changed your outreach methodology what what did you see did you see an increase in participation yeah so we have some really good tangible results so we do um, residential landscape workshops and we were having a hard time filling the classes and I don't want my staff time you know my my team teaching classes to 10 people that's not a cost-effective use of our time and I want to reach more people and so we you know again over the course probably the last two years we've seen the increase so it takes a little bit and I think people need to be aware of that right you have to have patience but you also need to be willing to try new things so instead of advertising the movie theater we we broke them down into different ways of advertising um, mainly with the scrolling um, Facebook video where it just kind of plays and you don't even have to click on it and people see the information and they linger on it for a little longer before they scroll past it Um, so we've seen our enrollment go from maybe 20 to 30 people per class to we were getting worried about the room capacity at the Southeast Regional Library at 120 people so it was really great to see we just like I said we needed to find our audience. We didn't know where they were, and you guys helped us find them. And the it infrastructure works. was there. I was just about to say I saw this on Nextdoor, nice. the residential landscape workshops that you guys posted on there. So it's 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 working because I don't think I would have known about it, you know, otherwise. Right, so. and yeah. that's the thing. I think people think, well, if I just do it on Facebook, mm, you have to be everywhere, and it's not that hard. You just recycle one thing and put it in different places. I think people get overwhelmed of like, well, I don't know Twitter. Okay, you can work past that, first of all. And then the, the fact that it's going to be on multiple platforms because you don't know where someone's going to see it. Um, like Derek said, if I didn't see it on Nextdoor, I may not have caught it or I didn't mm-hmm. scroll through at that point or, you know, if I didn't see the boosted ad because I don't have something in my profile. So it's just good to be everywhere, create content that is, it's all adaptable. You just have to know what your platform is. And you guys are our gurus that help us maybe fine tune it. But as long as we supply the the copy, see Jen taught me fa- fancy words like copy. Uh, so now I say copy and my, my staff looks at me. I'm like, it means like the wording. Duh, copy. Um, so anyways. I love you, so, Haley. So you say copy. And, you know, but as long as we supply the content and the copy and then you guys tweak it for us and make it just more professional if we need it or whatever tweaks need done, it's really, it's just been a really nice relationship where we're the content experts and then you guys make it human speak when we're too technical (laughs) absolutely it's so coincidental that we're talking about water and stuff because this is really refreshing for me to hear because i don't 
you know, in working like with our open data stuff and, and some of the, the different departments and hearing some of the stories from like other municipalities, it's, it's amazing to me how many people are afraid of trying something and it failing. And yet here you're talking about like how much value there was in trying something and it not working or you doing something. And then, you know, it maybe worked a little bit, but not as well as you'd hoped. So you tweak and stuff. I just I wish more people had that kind of attitude and that that outlook on, on anything when it comes to you know, communications in general. Yeah, I guess I'm grateful for the overall Gilbert infrastructure in that sense, too, where I just feel like that's a part of who we are here and mm-hmm. it, we're flexible, adaptable. We've gotten a lot of comments um, from from like, you know, vendors saying like, oh, you guys are willing to try things. It's nice. It's refreshing. So thanks. I think it really makes a huge difference. And, you know, you say a couple of things that I think are really great and other organizations and departments could really look to and you know next door we I have to go back to this because you mentioned it but what an amazing way to reach directly right into the homes we know that these are residents on a lot of the platforms a lot of your followers might not be in Gilbert so they wouldn't want to come to a water conservation class right so next door is the perfect place to put messaging like these classes to the people that you know directly that you want to reach and it's free and I'm not seeing other cities using next door I gave a presentation yesterday at a conference and I had someone come up to me afterwards about LA and working with their neighborhoods Um, they have neighborhood districts and trying to get all their neighborhoods and folks up on next door and he was saying how many people he didn't realize were already on it and I said we have over 35,000 households in Gilbert registered on next door and why and a community outreach is now in my department because of this kind of coordinating all of those outreach efforts on social media because like you said the content might look differently depending on where it goes and it might not always belong on every platform but something that has a more local message obviously something like next door is a perfect place to be putting this so this is really great and a great you know tool for us to use and and reach right into the homes of our residents right And, and in contrast to the local I love the global reach of it mm-hmm. all right so um just got a email from the business of water stewardship or another a, a cool group looking at identifying businesses that are doing a good job at saving water i was like well i have a list for you and it, our Waterwise <laughs> gilbert program is all about um you know highlighting businesses and churches and schools that are doing their part to save water in the community and you guys helped me kind of think through that branding process and what that is and so i think about you know that's such a global reach because we want to see our local businesses be bragged about more than just to the community, right? And that shows that Gilbert's doing its part to save water. And so I just, I think it's a great, all of this is just the epitome of how you can be very local and very focused on the the resident at the home, but also just the brand and the bigger picture of that that global reach of your programming. So, Well, and what you do, Haley, water conservation is such a hot topic. And so the efforts that you and your team are making and the fact that we're able to promote that out on social media, um, especially on Twitter, we get a a global Mm -hmm. audience on Twitter and we get a lot of comments. And I don't know if you actually see all of those comments, but people saying, you know, how cool is it that, you know, Arizona and Gilbert, especially, they're not in as dire situations as other cities um, are, but they're already taking those efforts to be proactive to prevent something like that happening in their state and city. So, right. Yeah. I think it's, I'm so passionate about, we have to be talking to people before there's a problem Mm -hmm. or how do we expect them to buy into what we're doing? If we, you know, were to have a situation where we need people to, you know, it's like California, which I don't, we're not, Arizona's in a totally different situation than California's water management. But if we had to ask people to do something drastic and that's the first time they ever heard from us, I don't know if they'd, 
the trust would be there. I don't, you know, the fact that we're talking to people every month with the monthly water blog, you know, I know maybe it doesn't have a huge reach, but if someone would be like, oh, and then they could look back and be like, oh, they've been talking for a while to the people, you know, um, I just think that's maybe it's not scientifically proven, but build trust and buy in. I think that's a great point too. You guys are so responsive on Gilbert 311. Like we, I just think it's cool that we have even like a, a request category for water conservation or like, you know, Hey, the sprinkler head is just shooting water up in the you know middle of the street or whatever. I can't believe how many people have actually reported stuff like that, which is crazy to me because it not only means that like the messaging is getting out there, like people think that this is important, but as a community, we obviously find it important too. And I think you guys are great because you, you like immediately respond. You you, you comment back to people, you let them know like what's going on with the situation. So I agree with that. If a person is hearing you for the first time and it's something like really drastic or they have to change behaviors, that's not going to happen. But if there's been like an ongoing dialogue under all these platforms, like two thumbs up, mm-hmm. it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're so, we're so glad that people care, yeah. you know, and that mm-hmm. yes, it's work, but we have this great infrastructure like 311, Gilbert 311, where people can report a problem and we track it down for them. So yeah, it's been, it's, it's like it, it's the all of the above. There's just, it's kind of all integrated. I feel like I kind of don't have a a strategy other than like all the above and where applicable you put it. Yeah. And connecting all those pieces. Mm -hmm. Cause I think that that's really important. Another project through Gilbert 311 that didn't start in our department, but that ended up coming into our department just again, because it makes sense because these are where our residents are and where they're having their conversations. And so we need to be sure that we're connecting all of those pieces together. Let's talk about spark. And we, we have our spark app league, which is our coding contest event for junior high and high school students. And we use the theme of water conservation for our first ever advanced event. Mm -hmm. So Derek, you run spark and worked yep. closely with Haley to make that event a great success I thought yep. super cool let's talk a little bit about what that looked like so that event uh, you know if you've listened to the podcast before we normally have our, our beginner event and this was the first advanced level event so essentially what we were looking for is for students that already knew how to code um, but we wanted them to use our town data so this was kind of that open data before we did the open data thing we were providing uh students with actual town data and when we were kind of like brainstorming about what we could do I don't remember what brought it up but there it was water conservation day or something or there, there was like a it was earth month was, was it earth, earth month? month yeah so it was like kind of like tied into that no that was for the other beginner competition oh. it, there was some kind of like event or something that was going on it was like the week before um and so we kind of like decided well you know can we get this data or this information from water and so i reached out to haley like we kind of started having some conversations haley and i had worked on some other stuff the water calculator um and speaking of failures like we tried some uh we tried <laughs> well we tried to do like a, a map a rainwater map or whatever that that we couldn't get all the different agencies to like provide their that is not a failure there. that is not dying i am still pursuing that yeah <laughs> no, I mean, that, that, not not a failure, but I mean, it was yeah. it was something we tried, we wanted to do. I think yeah. there was some benefit to that. And so, um, like, Haley kind of already got it, I guess. Like, you know, we, we had had conversations about this before. So it was really, really easy to kind of approach you guys and say, like, hey, how would you feel if we grabbed some of your data? And, you know, and they were, like, really, really almost excited about it. So it was kind of a good partnership, I think. Um, they provided us all kinds of water production data for the year and for a couple of the previous years, consumption data. Um, and then kind of the, the goal was to get the students to use that data um, to make their games or their apps or whatever um, and then you know we we had Haley judge the the games and apps with us um, but I just thought it was really cool to see like how the students took that information and then integrated it into their games because a lot of them didn't even use it for like what it was intended they they kind of used the numbers though to influence things within their games so it was kind of interesting 
Mm-hmm. I like the shark patching leaks and yeah. the pipes. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. there was. Yeah. And that, that was like an example. So, um, you know, those students looked at the production data and the consumption data and saw that there was a difference, you know, in those amounts. And they were like, well, what if the game was about the this shark swimming through? It was like a sewer or something mm-hmm. swimming through the sewer, like patching up leaks in the pipes because that's where those like discrepancies are coming up or whatever. And so each level that they had was the production data minus the consumption data was the amount of water you had to save or whatever the amount of leakage you had to prevent or whatever so just some really creative ideas coming from data and then I think it really drove the point home like I think a lot of the students kind of got the water conservation message and I mean I I think it's just a a good example of a way that you can integrate a program like water conservation into something else that you're doing yeah that kind of goes back to your all of the above category Mm -hmm. right like you are you do have programs where you go into schools you know your team is going into schools and doing education programs Um, but this was a a different way for you to reach students right not just students in Gilbert but students across the valley and state Um, so you were promoting water conservation to them in a fun and something in a way that was interesting to them Mm -hmm. which was really neat Mm -hmm. yeah that was a really cool experience to see them like get it the Mm -hmm. fact that they like some of those games what they produced I'm like we didn't tell you any of that data and information you figured that out and pieced together the the water picture from what you saw in the data so it was really exciting to see I even remembered some of the questions because you did like a little slide deck for them just to kind of introduce the concept or whatever but I just I remember too being really impressed at how the students like the questions that they asked, you know, like we, we gave them the data, you gave them this presentation. So there's a little bit of context there, but l- much like figuring out the difference between like the production and consumption data, like the, the questions that they asked were really fascinating to me. So that for me, you know, in terms of like engagement and making sure that residents or, or whoever your target audience is, is like really um, latching onto that information and internalizing it. Like I thought that was great to just see the way that the students engaged with that information and the questions they asked. Cause that's how, you know, oh. you know, when somebody's that's my yes my pet peeve when people don't ask questions I don't think you actually are understanding it and so Mm -hmm. the fact that they were asking clarifying questions was like all right you heard me they came a little later they didn't ask them during the presentation but like once Mm -hmm. they got into it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure it also kind of ties into um, the water calculator Uh, we have a water calculator on our uh, website that you can go in and kind of type in your usage and it'll tell you you know approximately how much water you should be using and then you can type in like the actual amounts that you're using and kind of see a comparison and um, I thought it was kind of funny because we hadn't I, I don't know if we hadn't before or um, we, we kind of found a bug because it hadn't been posted to Facebook before mm-hmm. and so people were like going into the Facebook browser and there was like an issue with the way that the Facebook app you know loads websites or whatever but it was kind of interesting to me to see after we had posted that on Facebook even that engagement like that people were really interested in seeing out like oh yeah like let's fill I mean it's essentially yeah. a form mm-hmm. that they fill out and put in all this info and I think it's weird to me that people care enough <laughs> To it's fill that out. Yeah. But, but it, I think it's cool. You know, yeah. like we have people in our community that are like, hey, I used the water calculator and I figured this yeah. out yeah. or whatever. And, and now, like, now hey. I'm going to change my behavior. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, hey, FYI, this, you know, and then they help us kind of find bugs too, yeah. which yeah. was really great. And you were so responsive. And so we were able to fix things really quickly if there was a problem. But yeah, yeah and I'll just say that um, that whole concept, the water calculator concept of how much water should I be using? It's hard mm-hmm. to answer that for people without knowing some specifics about their household. Um, we're hoping to take that regional. Uh, I, I I see no reason why it shouldn't be and yeah. just know that the Gilbert 
model inspired that. So nice. oh, that's Very super cool. cool. So yeah, well, I was just going to say, what other things do you have coming up? Like what's in the pipeline? What are you, where are you focusing kind of your time and attention and marketing efforts looking ahead? That's a good question. So one of our um, performance goals for one of my team members was to recycle this kind of evergreen content that we've developed over the last four years. So we have all these blogs, we have all this information. Maybe someone got it three years ago, but we haven't talked about it since. So how can we kind of repurpose this information so that it's relevant to now, you know, edit whatever we need to edit, but so much of it is stays true um, and then and then redistribute it. So that's a big focus of ours. We've been working with Lauren a lot on um, redoing some of our information so that we can get it at least tweeted out. I think mm-hmm. Twitter's a great uh, place for that kind of content. I don't want to bog down Facebook with some of that, but um, that's that's a big focus for us. Um, oh, and then we haven't even mentioned my iHeart Canva plug. Um, so yes. yeah, that changed everything because then because then we didn't have to bother you guys for everything, right? Yeah. So because I was making these blogs and it was all great, but it was all words. You know, yeah. you need something visual. And then when I realized even a picture is not just a picture, that's mm-hmm. not even that engaging, you know. And so to create more infographic-y type engagement with the imagery was a total game changer for us so we will continue to use that um and then just try to keep improving and testing and seeing what works and then fixing what doesn't and that that that'll be what we're we're up to and you're continuing with your social media ads i mean we have you set up on business manager and facebook where you can kind of go in and see how your ads are performing um we still work with you to set those ads up just because we want you know want to collaborate on those and make sure that we're optimizing them but um you can go in and see kind of what people are saying on your ads and then how they're performing and if you need to tweak them we we help you do that so you've still seen a lot of success with your facebook advertising and even instagram advertising i know that we're doing that as well for your team and Facebook uh, manager for those of you out there who don't use that is really great if you're looking to get into advertising with departments who may not have their own social media pages Haley's team doesn't have their own social page and I don't think that you want them from our conversations no um which we should talk about too but we were able to set you up on Facebook Business Manager where we could charge your department directly instead of us having to be that middleman and you know charge back charge our credit card and then charge your credit card and it's just a lot of extra work so that's a really useful tool if your departments or divisions are looking to do advertising but they don't have their own account um which Haley do you want to talk I know we had this was a recent discussion that we've had about social media accounts yeah I remember when I first came online or came to Gilbert you guys had like a whole thing that we had to fill out if we wanted our own channel (laughs) and I was like I'm doing that and I filled it out and I wanted a Gilbert water conservation page and all this and then I realized oh no I don't want that and I don't need that and my and the residents won't see me if I'm there Mm -hmm. because I have it's so specific and so the fact that you guys are more than willing to put my content on the main page is way more effective for us and I think it helps you guys because you know we have different content and so it's nice because you can just post as you need content um so yeah definitely was um at first thought I needed my own page and then quickly realized oh no oh no what and then as you guys get more followers that's great for us so it's just it's all mutually beneficial when that's we cool work that more you realize that yeah. though because that there's so you know like anytime we work on the website there's you always run into the the situation of every it's, a, it's like with any company I'm sure governments are the same way exactly but like everybody wants their content on the home page everybody mm-hmm. wants their own version of this everybody wants their own version of that and t- the fact that you recognize that that's not always the most effective way to do it you know just because you have a sounding box doesn't mean you have an audience right you know or I want a video 
Yeah. And I know you guys wrestle yeah. with this because people probably come to you for video requests all the time, but you have to think through what it is all that you want that video to do and are you going to use it again? Like we make a point of like using the video with advertising or wherever we put it. Um, so I think that's also something I've tried to kind of guide other people on when they say, well, we need a video for this. I'm like, cool, that would be awesome. But where's it going to go? How are we going to use it? Where's it going to live? Like trying to get preempt them before they bug you with a video request if it's not a good one. <laughs> and this is why we love you. Because <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, not only are you making changes in your own team and own divisions, but you're making changes across other departments and other divisions and divisions and helping them understand um, what are their marketing purposes? Like what's, what are they trying to achieve? Um, and the how are it, the thoughtfulness, like yeah. really taking the time to think about it and thinking about who their audience is and what they're trying to market yeah. and their goals. And you're doing that across the organization. Which and I is think it's because I'm a user of the information too, right? So I'm on social media and I think that's important I know some people don't want to do it and it's like a thing and it's uh, it's too much or but you can you can regulate it and just to be on the channels enough so that you know how the information looks how it is consumed what other people are doing with it if you if you are in any sort of outreach or marketing role which we are because we again we outreach with the public you kind of got to know it. So I think that excuse of like, I'm not on social media anymore is not going to fly for much longer, if at all. And that's the one thing that I think that I've realized over the past four years is that people in uh, across the departments, they don't always think that they're marketers, but they are. Mm -hmm. If they're reaching out to the community in any way, whether it be a program that they're running through parks and recreation or like you, Haley, with your water conservation efforts, they are marketing to the community in some way or another. And so they need to start thinking like a marketer and mm -hmm. you can, and we're here to help with that. And that's what we we've been able to work together on. Yeah. And I think an important point that you made earlier and then you kind of came back to it, Jen, when you were talking about and then you brought it up with Canva is we are trying to give our departments the tools they need to be successful. You know your content best. We don't. It's the same thing. I'm always perplexed by people in organizations that have like a spokesperson for their organization. I always say we give media training to allow the experts, you know, the subject matter experts to feel confident enough to do and media interview, to go on camera. A lot of times it's just, you know, email questions or do an, you know, a, an interview for a newspaper article or something along those lines. We, we want to prepare you. We want you to look good. We want you to sound good. We want you to feel confident. We give you the tools. Like you said, Canva, the graphic design tools. Our staff is lean, like I'm sure most governments are. Zara says all the time, our graphic designer, I could spend 40 hours a week making flyers for parks and recreation. Is that the best use of my time? No. But giving them templates or the tools that they might need so that they can do it and then giving them guidelines and brand awareness, like you said, and thinking about who they're reaching to or marketing to, it's so important. And I think that is where a lot of cities are getting this wrong, is that you want to take your subject matter experts in the departments and put them on display for your community to see. You want them to, they know their content best. They are the experts. This is what they do day in and day out. And I always found it very perplexing having come from a different industry to this job to find, oh, well, normally we wouldn't let anyone talk to the media in this organization. Like when I came here, it was like everything goes through me and I'm the spokesperson for this organization. And I'm like, oh, really? Mm -hmm. Like by the time you go and find the person who really is the expert and then you wrap your head around it enough to feel confident, like 
that's not really worth the time. If anything, we could be there to support you or be on the call or in the interview or you could consult us or run it by us beforehand. But why wouldn't I want to showcase the people who know these projects best and are working on all these things every day? And I think that that is really at the core of it. There has to be some coordination and oversight from a department like ours, like I said, almost like an agency. But we're, we are really just trying to help you all who are working hard and doing your job to improve your engagement with the community, to get the word out about everything that you're working on and that you're doing and, and have it look professional and have it be something that the residents say, oh, you know, like you said, that's really interesting or I didn't know that my business could save water by doing X, Y, or Z. So it's it's just funny to me that so many people don't get this whole concept, but we keep coming back to it. And you said the same thing with, you know, I, you give her the rights to get into Facebook and be able to manage your own stuff, but we still have the oversight over it to make sure it might not conflict with anything else we're putting out on our channels. But really at the end of the day, like we need Haley in this process to be successful and they need us and it's a partnership. That's ultimately what it is, is their, their job is to be the expert in whatever it is. Yep. Our job is just to make sure that there's consistency amongst everything. So an effective communication is consistent across the entire organization, going back to that branding and stuff. Yes, yes. And I think we have to tell our story too, right? As content experts, we have to tell our story. So people don't know what they don't know. If we're not out there telling it, then how can they know that there's pipes underneath the ground that deliver them water 24-7, 365? You, you just have to tell people the story and you guys help us really do that, I think, very effectively. Awesome. Well, you are the perfect person to have on here. We're like, huh, who is? Because I'm always talking about getting, you know, if, if, People want to make the case to get a social media position or to show the value of their department in marketing. It's difficult to do that sometimes. But now I would say with social engagement and the analytics that we have because of that, you can see the numbers. You can see the ROI, just like you said, where when I send a mailer or a flyer, I have no idea who's checking their mail, when, if it's going in the trash, who's coming to my classes because they saw a movie theater ad or not, right? So we know who we're reaching, when we're reaching them, how we're reaching them. And that is such a powerful tool. And so I just thought this was great because I talk a lot about the buy-in from the top down, but then it's also the buy-in from the other groups in your organization who will go out and sing our praises. And Haley can go to other people and say, hey, try this, try this social advertising. Like it will really work. Give it a shot. Yeah. And it's more cost effective. Yeah. Like that peer to peer, as opposed to my boss told me I had to do it. Exactly. Cause if that's okay, you don't get it. If, but the peer to peer is like, I can explain to you why you should get this. <laughs> Love it. Love it. And maybe other cities that are listening, you know, can take a lot from that too. So I really appreciate you coming on. And of course, as always, Jen, Derek, you guys are awesome to have. And thank you to our listeners. And if you want to know more about the podcast and why we're doing a podcast in the first place, you might want to follow us on Twitter at GovGoneDigital. And we will see you soon from Gilbert, Arizona on Government Gone Digital. <laughs>